Hey, what's going on? This is Troy, and this is the Planet 76 Podcast, your source for Sixers news, highlights, hot takes, and more. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome everybody to Planet 76, a podcast about your Philadelphia 76ers. I'm one of your co-hosts, Troy. I've got Michael with me. Um, If you're new to the show, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you like what you hear. Uh, we're a weekly podcast currently in the off season. This is episode 11 for us. We started at the beginning of the playoffs, Michael. It's already been 11. Uh, Dude, we're rolling crazy. with it. We're crazy. doing pretty solid, not going to lie. But today, we've got something special going on. Um, Michael, we're going to have a lot of guests, I think, in the tenure of Planet 76. But there's, always, there's only one first guest <laughs> ever on the podcast. So I'm going to let you introduce him. Right, all right. As Troy was saying, we have our first guest on the show. Hopefully, many more to come, but right here we have Sixers Unite, a.k.a. Justin, the homie. What's up, bro? How are you? What's up, guys? Uh, you know, man. How you guys doing? Good, good. Excited yeah, to have you on the podcast. Good, good. We appreciate having you on. Yeah, man. I'm so, and we're glad you could. So hyped to be here. Yeah, we're glad you come on for the ride, and, and we got a good episode coming up, so hope we're hyped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be <laughs> no fun. Doubt. I'm excited for this, so. Definitely, definitely. No right. doubt. Yeah. So this is Planet 76. Uh, Justin, you. So Michael said Sixers Unite on Instagram. You yes. want to just tell us a little bit about that? How long you've had the page, what you yes, do on sir. the page, what you post, yeah. all that good stuff. So it's just, you know, Sixers edits, Sixers news, updates, stats, highlights, all that good stuff. Um, I've been running it for about two, two and a half years now, up to 9,000 followers. So, you know, Oops. we're going strong, continuing to build. So, you know, hopefully 10K within the next year, hopefully. That's so, awesome. Let's get That's it. That's awesome. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I bet it's a grind, too. I mean, how, how often does that look like posting-wise off-season yeah, during the heat of the playoffs? Like, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah man. I mean, the heat of the playoffs, not going to lie, got to me a little bit. I was uh, got to the point where I was like, man, it I'm got not to sure all if us, I want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. It got to all of us, bro. But, uh, Don't worry. Yeah, you know, but – it is a grind, man. You know, I try to post daily as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do work full time outside of it. So it's a little bit difficult to maintain. But, yeah. you know, I mean, for the most part, it's it, it's steady. It's really steady. So no doubt. Oh. No doubt. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, go follow him. Uh, go follow all for all. Yeah, go get him to 9K. Let's go. Contact. Go get him to 9K followers. I'm like 12 away right now. So come on, guys. Sir, go get him to 9K. We'll get you there. Sixers Unite, U N I T E. Give him a follow. You won't regret it. All things Sixers. Um, no doubt. We'll, we'll give him more opportunities to Outside of my page, he's one of my favorites. That's so. right. There you well, go. Go yeah. check him out. Trust 11, Sixers Unite are my top two favorites. Just saying. Let's go. And then this is my favorite podcast. I'm glad, so let's get it. (laughs) No (laughs) doubt. All right, so um, I'm just going to give a little plug for the last three episodes we did, Michael. Um, We did a season recap, decked out, complete. We went out. We went all out. We went in for three weeks in a row, six a season recap, number one, two, and three. If you have not heard those, you should go. As soon as you're done listening to this episode, go run those back. Uh, we gave off-season updates. We talked about Ben Simmons' trade um, situations probably in every episode, if we're being honest. Uh, we gave some regular season and playoff grades. We talked about what went wrong in the playoffs, why we were had an early exit to the Atlanta Hawks, what could have been different, what should have been different. And, of course, we talked about Damian Lillard in those three episodes. 
and the possibility of him coming to Philly like we want him to. Uh, so you should go listen to those. No doubt about it. Michael, hey, go follow us on there? Instagram. Go follow us on Instagram too. Please, please get us to like, <laughs> get us to not even half a K. Get us to 200. Hey, I was just going to say, we're, almost to like, we're, getting, we're getting to 200 soon. So that's <laughs> a 200 on there. Right. All right. So um, I don't know where we want to go first. Um, do we want to talk about game time? Do we want to talk about the off season moves, stuff like that? Michael, I mean, you tell us I where say, we want to go. I mean, yeah, I mean, I say we just, I just say we jump right in here to some Damian Lillard stuff. Um, a couple things unfolded the past, was it over the weekend? I think when the yeah. room, the rumors came out that Dame was supposedly going to request a trade. It was Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday. Or was it Friday? Either way, it doesn't matter. And um, a couple reports came out that Damian Lillard was going to request a trade from the Blazers. Some, you know, I don't want to get into it too much, but a couple reports were eh, kind of shady because a couple, <laughs> oh, guys shady. Report, couple guys that reported it didn't seem too reliable, but obviously rumors are rumors, and people are going to react how they do. Um, and then Dame came out after their Team USA practice and said, basically, no, I did not request a trade. This is not true. Well, excuse me. This is not true. And, you know, apparently we don't know what's true anymore, so we don't really know. But that is not going to stop us from making Damian Lillard mock trades. Not me, at least. I know that. Look, people man, that follow I, me I, out. On Instagram. I got a Dame jersey swap coming out tomorrow, so it don't <laughs> let's go. Let's go. <laughs> so it, no difference. <laughs> you so, answered my yeah, question, that's... Justin. So are you like, what's your take? Everyone, all our faithful listeners of Planet 76 know Michael and I's take on game time. <laughs> uh, I want to hear yours and just what you think about the whole thing. So, all right. My whole thing is I really, really like Dame. I do a lot. Mm. And Ben had a really, really, really bad playoffs. We all know that. There's no yeah. denying that. I mean, it was, it was terrible. It was realistically probably the worst playoff performance I've seen in probably the last decade. Mm-hmm. I mean, he wouldn't even look at the rim, refused to look at the rim, which is mind-boggling. And it's just one of those things where it's like he had such a bad playoffs that you feel like you need to trade him, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no one better that you can get other than Dane realistically for Ben but if you Max. trade Ben you have to trade the farm if you if you really want Dame that bad you have to right. be willing up to give up Max and you have to be, have to be willing to give up Matisse first round picks and at that point are you really making yourself a contender mm-hmm. because I mean you're giving away Matisse who realistically is going to be a defensive player of the year candidate at some point in his in his career he, he's going to be a defensive player of the year I, I'm happy to say that, that that's easy bet for me agreed if he starts next year on the Sixers I think that he has a chance to be defensive player of the year Mm -hmm. you'd give away Maxi who is very promising last year was his rookie year he showed great he showed just absolutely phenomenal growth even in what I think he played 72 games in total that he actually played durable yeah very durable Mm -hmm. and then you give away picks and not to mention you give away Ben who is a three-time all-star and, I mean, dare I say, the best defender in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> so, I won't argue like, with that. I won't I'm argue like, with yeah. that. Some people will. A lot of people will, but I, I will not. I, I, just, I just feel like 
it's a lot to give up for Dame, and it's one of those things that if you're in win now mode, you do have to get uh, Joel a championship because I mean, realistically, how long is he going to hold up? He's right. 27, going on 28. He's got maybe another three, four years before his body gives out on him. How much longer can you wait for Ben Simmons to shoot the ball? Got to capitalize. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Game or bust. That's what I'm saying. So you pulled the trigger, exactly. bro. <sighs> It's hard to say. <laughs> it really is. Because <laughs> I, 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 as of right now, yes, I think I pulled the trigger. Yes. Definitely. 100%. Because I, I just – if you want a championship, you have to go out and get a championship. You can't sit back while Ben Simmons decides whether or not he wants to shoot the ball or not. Right. Right. And it, it's as simple as that. My thing with Damian Lillard and this, again, quotes, Michael, trade talk, um, trade requests, like fake news. You see these different teams. Like there were there were reports back to back that was like, oh, Damian Lillard is interested in going to the Knicks and the Sixers. Oh, Damian Lillard's interested in the Warriors, the Lakers, and the Knicks. Like and every single other team in the NBA. <laughs> right. Like what is it? And so that made me think, like, okay, realistically, who has a better package that they can give than the Sixers? Right. Is there anybody? Well, there's no one. Yeah, there's really no one unless the Boston Celtics want to give up Jalen Brown in a package for Dame. I could see that being better, but other than that, I think yeah. real. I think seriously, realistically, the Sixers had the best possible package to put together to trade for Damian Lillard. And uh, again, mm-hmm. that's just me just being as objective as possible. I seriously think so. I, I seriously do. I, I would definitely agree with that because, again, going back to what I was saying, I mean, Ben, best defender in the NBA. Yeah. Just on potential alone, I mean, granted, he's been in the league for five years, four, four years playing. Four years, that's a long time, but he's only 25 as of today. Yeah. Yep. Happy birthday, Ben. Yeah, happy birthday, Ben. Shoot the ball. Um, <laughs> Shoot the ball now. <laughs> Do it. No, but, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, bro. Like, just you're doing the one thing that everybody in basketball actually wants. You're not doing the one thing that everybody wants to do. That's why everyone plays basketball is because they want to shoot the ball. No one wants to go out and get triple doubles all day long. Shoot the ball, Ben. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, I I do think the Sixers have by far the best package for for Dane. Yes, definitely. It's it's just on Ben's potential alone, you could probably make it work since Dane is six years older than he he is. Then you throw in again Matisse, who's going to be a defensive player of the year one day. You throw on Maxi, who's very young and has a really, really high ceiling and multiple first-round picks. Even with Jalen Brown, I don't see that the Celtics have nearly as good of a trade package. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If the Celtics do decide to give him up, again, I still would probably give the edge to the a possible Sixers deal. And you already know Daryl Morey is, is making calls all day. You already, you already oh, yeah, know. Of course. He's trying to to oh, yeah. you know get his get his uh Eagle, his little fingers right, and his everywhere. In. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the Sixers like I mean, we just wait we're just waiting on Damian Lillard to just officially request the trade and then it's go time. Um yeah. Because again, Ben's the most enticing guy out there that, you know, on one of these teams that you could potentially see Damian Lillard being shipped off to. Um as much as people like the rag on him, Ben, again, 25 today, defensive player of the year candidate for the next 10 years, literally, like, 
he's good and uh he's, a, he's yeah. an important piece that that someone would like on their team especially the trailblazers who have been trying and trying and trying for the last five six years and going to the first and second round uh it's time to go get a young guy and try and rebuild this thing um so that's my take portland sell him let's go Give yeah, definitely. <laughs> um yeah exactly uh, I, I think that's a good segue for us so we're gonna play a game ish kind of thing. Um, oh no! Oh lot, boy! All right, let's do it. A lot of what we're gonna get into is packages or ideal off season, realistic off season. If Ben stays or if he's traded. All right. Sweet. So we'll start with if Ben Ooh. is traded. What is your ideal off season? for the Sixers. Obviously, it's Damian Lillard. I think we covered that. But I guess in terms of what we get around Damian Lillard, like what's your dream world? Ben's not on the team. Who is? Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, Justin, go first. Yeah. So – On here. On here. <laughs> of course, Dame, right? I, I think that, it, that, that for the majority of people, it's a Dame or bust at this point. Yeah. Um, if you can't land Dame, I don't see why you trade him unless you can – even if you get a guy like De'Aaron Fox or something like that, I don't think it's worth it. Um, the only Agreed. other person I'd be okay with trading Ben for, realistically, is probably Bradley Beal. Um, and I don't see him leaving Washington either. So, right. again, Dame or bust. Um, in terms of, like, free agency and stuff like that, they just really, really need to get some size. I mean, we struggled so badly last year. At the yeah. four and Espe- at the three. Yes, especially the backup four. Yeah. Backup wings were I huge mean, for us. You can't rely on Mike Scott. I think that's kind of obvious, <laughs> um, considering yeah, get he blocked out. all of get us on out. Instagram. He's, get out of here. Back he needs to leave. Yeah. He needs to leave the city. Mike Scott, if you're uh, listening, Mike, get by out. the way, it turns out since you blocked me, Mike Scott, you are, in fact, a bitch. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> took me a second uh, yeah okay. but uh, I, I, I mean realistically you just need size anyone who can fill that role you have to go and you have to pick up I mean mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not entirely sure if Ursan Elliott is a free agent this year but I mean when he was here he was huge for us I don't know if anyone actually remembers him playing but he took so many I know this is going to sound so crazy because you probably never hear anybody say this but he took so many clutch charges, it's not even funny. I remember. Yeah, I do remember that. <laughs> like, yes. it's the yeah. most minuscule thing possible. Yeah. Well, he was and a then, part um, of that win streak when Joel yeah. was hurt, when Markel hit him in the face. He yeah. was a part of that 18-game win streak we had to end the season. He was a vital part of that. Yeah, he was huge. Absolutely huge. And then um, I think realistically, you have to go out and you have to get a a, a, a winner you have to go out and get someone like Kyle Lowry really you do I don't really you know before this season honestly I wasn't a huge fan of Kyle Lowry I thought he flopped too much and he acted like a little girl and same to a point I still believe that but I still think that but to a point I think that he's very very good and that he he knows how to win you know and he, mm-hmm. he's not afraid of like the big time moments he steps up in them which is huge mm-hmm. I mean because realistically you need that as your backup point guard if you have Matisse running back up two, or you have Matisse running the back up one, you can have him run the other. You put Matisse three, then whoever you get for your your size and your wings, and then maybe a stretch five if you don't bring back Dwight. Because I mean, mm-hmm. you, you do need someone to shoot the ball 
on yeah. on that bench because yeah. Lowry and Lowry's a pretty good shooter. You have Maxi, who's you know he has his moments he's when he's very good at shooting. Yeah, you, you have Matisse, who I would just like to say in the Olympics has been True. absolutely phenomenal shooting yeah. the ball. Don't know why you can't do that in the NBA, but okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, a backup five who can shoot. I think that would be massive. Yeah, and I'm just going to straight piggyback off of that. I mean, I think an ideal offseason for events is moved. I mean, it's like – I hate to keep beating the dead horse, but it's Dame. It's Dame Lillard. I mean, uh, ideally, that's the player you want if Ben Simmons is being traded. And if he – a little bit more of a realistic option if Ben's moved, I mean – if I'm, I, I guess I would have to go. I, I mean, what even is realistic? I'm not even sure. Similar to what Justin was saying with Bradley Beal, I'm not sure he gets moved. I'm not sure Zach Levine gets moved. Yeah. I don't even think the Aaron Fox is going to get moved. So I don't really know if there is a realistic scenario if for Ben Simmons to be moved other than Damian Lillard. That's I think thinking. that the problem with the uh, like like how realistic the trades are for Ben is that. No one really knows what his trade value is no, right now I was just at all. Say that a lot of t- some, some teams, teams yeah, he's some very teams high, and other teams him. he's rock bottom. Yes, yeah, yes. So exactly. it, it's one of those things where, like, if you want a really, really good player, you're gonna have to give up the house, they're the yes. farm basically. And exactly. to other teams, like the, for example, the Pacers offered just straight up Malcolm Brogdon and a first round pick. Like, in what world? Does that get yeah. done for a three-time All-Star who's a defensive player of the year and 25 years old? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So, like, you can tell for the Pacers, he's pretty low on their list. But if the Kings are willing to offer a guy like Bagley, Heald, and multiple first-round picks, he's relatively high on their list. Yeah. So, you know, it, it really depends on the team, I think, and the GM. Because there's a lot of GMs who still believe that he can learn to shoot the ball and actually do it successfully. And there's other GMs who are like, no, he's scared. It's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think all of that's to be expected based on the season, you know, the end of the season that Ben had. Um, th- there's still guys that want a guy like that. And oh, most definitely. There's still teams that are like, um, well, there, there's still probably GMs and franchises that are treating him like people on Instagram too in the comment section. You know, that think he's worthless. Yeah, exactly. Terrible, and you know, a lot of those people. So there is absolutely a lot, oh, of yeah, people. a whole lot. Um, so that's if Ben is moved again. And I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing to say our goal is Damian Lillard. And outside of that, I don't really see anything happening that I'm comfortable saying that. Um, so let's say Ben stays what, um, pieces around him and Joel and, you know, how, how do we take number 17 at getting the right pieces? What would that be? Go ahead, Justin. Yeah, you you go. You know, and I know it's going to sound kind of crazy, but I think it's really realistically the same thing as if Ben is not here. I think you still need size at the wings. I think you still need a backup five. Like, I'm not saying Dwight isn't reliable, but everyone knows Dwight Howard is not a sharp shooter. I mean, you know, so (laughs) I don't think I really need to. No need to explain. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I still think that you go out and you try to get a guy like Kyle Lowry, um, even if that means that, you know, you have to do a sign and trade with Danny Green. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I do think that if Ben's here, I don't think he's going to be playing the one. 
and I, I really don't. I, I think that that ship has sailed now. I think he's exclusively got to play the three or four. Maybe you can put him at the one when Joel isn't on the floor, but mm-hmm. you just can't afford to have him out there just clogging the paint. It's just not yeah. something that you can do. Um, with that being said, I, just more shooters. I mean, you have to – that's the whole thing with Ben and Joel, and it's been the whole thing with Ben and Joel since they first started playing together. You need to surround them with shooters because if Ben's not willing to shoot and Joel's only taking, you know, two to three threes maybe a game, then you have to be willing to get shooters around him. And honestly, I wouldn't be opposed, and I think that it might be the best move. I know that this is probably going to get a lot of hate, but I think you should be willing to move Tobias. For like a highlight buddy, thinking that because I don't think that they win a championship with that big three. I don't think that you can have Tobias, who's only taking one to two threes a game and pulling up from the mid and constantly running to the paint to crowd the paint to try and get his little fadeaway jumper with Ben and Joel on the court. I think if you get a guy like Buddy Heald who's shooting like eight to nine threes a game, it spaces the floor way more because people, Mm -hmm. no one's realistically who is expecting Buddy Heald to drive. Nobody. Nobody. Right. I don't think I've I think I've seen Buddy Heald drive the paint maybe 10 times in the entire time that I've been watching the NBA. Every time that he gets <laughs> the ball, he's looking to shoot a three. You yeah. know? So Ooh, I think that's that it, a take. Yeah, I, I know. I know it is. But it, it and I love Tobias. I really, really do. I think I want Tobias here, but if Ben is not moved, I think that you need to make a move to acquire someone who's just willing to look for threes and nothing else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly Honestly, I'm going to I'm going to agree with a lot of what you just said because I think and I was kind of thinking this after game 7 actually. I thought to myself everything needs to be looked at and every option Yeah, needs everything to be needs to be evaluated because the Sixers need to do something. They need some sort of flexibility, they need some sort of change whatever it may be. So if Ben stays, I'm going to again piggyback off of what Justin said. An ideal an ideal or realistic offseason could look like getting a point guard to play alongside Ben Simmons mm. to play off of Ben Simmons and a, a point guard for Ben Simmons to play off of, vice versa mm-hmm. kind of thing. I think Kyle Lowry would be perfect. Obviously, sign and trade Danny Green. I also think the idea of Alonzo Ball would be a good idea as well. Um, he's a little younger, obviously, a little better defensively. Right. Um, but I think I think the idea of putting a point guard alongside Simmons and sliding him to one of the forward spots, that's something to try. I mean, the Sixers haven't really tried that for any consistent amount of time. Mm-hmm. I think that's something to try. And then, like Justin was saying, depth, more importantly, wing depth, whether it be at the three or four spot off the bench. I mean, that's extremely important and something that I mentioned earlier we didn't have this past season. Yeah. There's a huge well, hole think, in the team. Yeah. I think a big part of the problem was that even you know, even with Tobias playing the three and four last season, he was too inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, especially like come the playoffs, it was just one of those things where it was like, is he gonna have a good game or is he gonna have a bad game? At least Ben Simmons. Well, to be fair, in the first round, so to be fair, in the first round, Tobias was amazing. Yeah, he was. He was very, he was awesome. very good in the first round. And I will say that he was in the first round, he was absolutely phenomenal. And then come the second round, you could tell that his play just diminished. Like he, he wasn't all there. And well, the whole thing is the four that points when, he had in game five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it's just that you can tell that when he's not confident in himself, 
he like I said he goes to his goes to the paint tries to get his shot which is that little fadeaway and with Ben and Joel already standing there it just crowds the paint more which is why again if you move him for a guy like Buddy Hill or someone who can shoot really well even if they're they are like a streaky shooter they're a little bit inconsistent you know that they're not going to drive to the paint to try to get their shot they're just going to keep up keep on jacking up threes until they get it or they don't which mm-hmm. realistically might not be the best move but it still means that they have to be guarded on the perimeter yeah i sure. think i think for sure that everyone besides Joel Embiid is probably on the table well, oh yeah definitely no doubt I, and again i love Tobias Harris i was posting about him all season long all star all this stuff he's I mean, he's great he's one of my favorite players oh he should Sixers. have been an all star agree yeah. it's just that if if it means upgrading the team outside of a Ben Simmons trade, if Ben Simmons, if they decide Ben Simmons is not going to be traded, mm-hmm. if it's something to upgrade the team, I would definitely be willing to give up Tobias. I'm not going to yeah. say Tobias Harris is untouchable because no one besides Embiid is untouchable. I mean, that's yeah. just, I feel like that's something that all Sixers fans need to come to the conclusion of now. Even Seth Most Curry. Definitely. I mean, I love Seth Curry too, but if it's, if it's, something worthwhile I'm giving up. Something. Sure. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And I think that, I mean, to, to, for me, what the Sixers need is bench shooting. I mean, you guys touched on it. Yes. But if I see a playoff lineup, particularly in game seven, composed of Ben Simmons, Matisse Thibel, and Dwight yeah. Howard on the court oh. at one time, again, I'm going to lose my mind. I, that yeah, can't it's... happen. <laughs> it, it was bad. And three guys that belong nowhere near the three-point line, Matisse shoots him occasionally, but he's not there yet, you know, where it's like guard him kind of thing. Um, yeah. You add a couple guys on our bench that can, that can really knock it down. Um, and again, think about our the other guys on our bench. We have one guy. Correct me if I'm wrong. We have one guy that's like, you need a three. You go to him ish. It's Fur. Come on, it's gotta be Fur. You know that's the it. other guys. You know you got Shake and Tyrese who can knock it down a little bit, but that's not their game. Um, and I can't name another contender that doesn't have a, like at least two knockdown shooters. You know. I mean, I'd I'd say like realistically maybe Isaiah Joe if he ever got any playing time but right he doesn't and I mean and he's a rookie so you can't play him in the playoffs especially if you haven't played in the entire season so it's Mm. just one of those situations and actually I will say um if the Sixers you know can't sign a reliable backup four I wouldn't mind seeing Paul Reed get more play like more play time realistically yeah, because he, he he was very he was a very bright 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 spot on the team i thought he was really productive in the minutes that he got that's what i'm saying yeah yeah why not why not um anything else justin that you like personally want to see from guys on our current team like you want to see st- so-and-so improve in this next year kind of thing I, obviously i'd like to see maxi get a better three-point shot which i mean from the video that he posed with, with from, uh, chris johnson the other day it's looking like he's been working on it so i mean you know yeah. that's phenomenal it, it'll just be nice to have a point guard who's willing to shoot and actually shoot the ball yeah um I, I don't fun. think i even need to say what it is with ben because i think all of us know 
realistically. Yeah. It's just, you know, actually be willing to shoot the ball. I don't care where you shoot the ball from. Just, you know, take mm-hmm. the damn shot. Um, I think a big one that isn't really noted on that often is Matisse's all-around offensive game. Improve. I don't, Dude, if Matisse makes any improvement in his offensive game, he's a starter in the NBA. Oh, easily. He just needs that one little bit to, to make that next step, and he's a starter. I don't even think it's necessarily that he needs to improve on offense. I think it's that he needs to be aggressive on offense. Because, okay. I mean, if you watch him during, like, the FIBA – not FIBA World Cup, during the Olympics at all, it's he, – he's been very good. I mean, realistically, he's he's been pretty great on offense. Yeah. So I I just think that he's almost has Ben Simmons syndrome where he doesn't want to be aggressive. I think he's trying to pick his spots and instead of just attacking the rim because Joel's out there, mm-hmm. he just kind of sits back and plays defense. And it becomes one of those situations again where if you have him and Ben on the court at the same time, it's a three on five at all times. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Precisely. Yeah. And that's not what you want. Um, we saw the issues no, in the playoffs. It killed us. It killed us. Um, that's why we're at home right now. You know, or sobbing. We were knocked out a month ago. <laughs> yeah. I quit I quit sobbing like a week ago. So I mean I'm so over yeah. it. <laughs> no, I, I I just uh I still cry myself to sleep at night, but I tell everybody that I haven't cried at all. So. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. Oh, man. Anything else you guys want to hit on? No, I mean, I think no. we pretty much covered everything that we planned to, and I think that was, that was solid. So, I mean, I no think doubt. That was, no doubt. Really hey, nice. Sixers really unite. Give this man a follow. Yes. Get yeah. him to Check 9K. Him out. Get me to yes. 9K. But get also him get to 9K. Them so, yeah. get Planet 76. <laughs> yes, Come on, guys. Let's go. Hey, yes, you sir. help us, we help you. Planet 76. <laughs> A podcast about Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, you should send this, Michael. Who should who should they send this to? Send it to anyone that you know. Send it to your uncle or anyone. Okay. More importantly, send it to Chris Johnson. Um, let him know that yeah. you know. Make sure he gets Ben to shoot that bitch. I will. Yeah. yeah. If Chris Johnson, if you're listening or watching this, help Ben Simmons, please, because it will help us. So that'd be great. Thanks. Thanks in advance, really. (laughs) No doubt. I'm sending it to some people in Portland um, because we want one of your guards, and his name is not CJ McCollum. (laughs) Just so you know. (laughs) All right, boys. All right. I think that's a wrap. Yes, sir. Planet 76. Justin, thanks for coming along. We'll definitely have you on again. Yes. Oh, dude. Anytime you guys want. Part two coming soon. Let's go. I'm, I'm, I'm hype. Let's get it. Anytime. All right. Peace. All right. Have a good one, guys. Let's go. You just listened to an episode of the Planet 76 podcast. Hey, we appreciate you joining us for this episode. Whatever platform you're on, why don't you hit that subscribe button for us, and we'll see you next time.